Holly forever. That's good. Saya pikir tadi pagi kita nyanyi aja sampai selesai kebaktian, saudara. So my thought was this morning that we would just sing for the whole service today. Karena di surga juga kita menyanyi 24 jam. Because that's what we will be doing in heaven 24/7. Saudara dan saya tidak akan lagi dengarkan firman Tuhan di surga. You know there will be no need to hear the word of God uh, in heaven. Tadi pagi saya dapat teks dari Pastor Bruce Hills kalau dia kena COVID. So this morning I received a text from Pastor Bruce Hills that he contracted COVID. Dia dari Bangladesh terbang ke Singapura dan Melbourne total dari pagi dia bilang Pastor Agus I apologize. So kalau, he traveled from Bangladesh um, all the way to Melbourne and um, this morning he texted me um, the news. Sebab itu saya pikir kita nyanyi aja sampai selesai. So I thought, why don't we just sing the whole service? Sudah bayangkan waktu itu saya kaget. What? Jadi jatah saya nanti minggu ketiga Januari masih lama, saudara. So you can imagine I was scheduled to preach later uh, in the third week of January and um, just sort of the surprise that I had this morning with that news. Tapi saya nggak mau kecewakan anda pagi ini. But I'm not going to let you down this morning. Saya ingin anda dengarkan sebagian firman Tuhan. I desire for you to still hear the word of God. Saudara, kita berdoa supaya saya bisa konsentrasi. So let's pray that I can concentrate this morning. <laughs> Bapa yang baik, terima kasih kalau kami bisa hadir di tempat ini pagi ini. Father, we thank you that uh, we can gather here this morning. Terima kasih kalau kami bisa mendengarkan sebagian firman Tuhan. We thank you that we can listen to your word. Dan kalau kami bicara tentang firmanmu supaya kami bisa meresponi dengan baik. And as we hear your word God that we will respond well. Karena firmanmu yang memberikan kehidupan dan kebebasan bagi masa depan kami. Because your word gives us life and freedom in our future. Dan urapi setiap kami. Oh, we ask that you would anoint each and every one of Supaya us. Supaya kami bisa mengerti firmanmu. So that we could understand your word. Dalam nama Yesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, buat praise and worship team. Untuk sound system, media semuanya. Thank you, buat semuanya. Thank you to everyone serving today. Okay, hari ini kita akan lihat, kita akan bahas sesuatu yang mungkin jarang sekali kita bahas di dalam Serik eh, di dalam beberapa tahun ini, saudara. So uh, today we are going to talk about something that we rarely talk about, or we haven't really covered much on this year. Saudara kita hidup hidup untuk uh, hidup menurut firman Tuhan itu nggak gampang sekarang ini, saudara. You know the reality is for us to live according to God's word in this world is difficult. Godaan itu selalu ada untuk berbuat dosa dalam diri kita, Saudara. You know that we constantly face temptation to sin. Kadangkala kita harus memilih antara kita setia sama Tuhan atau kita tinggalkan Tuhan, Saudara. And often we are put in a position to choose whether or not to obey God's word or to follow along with the world. Sudah sekali lagi tidak gampang untuk benar-benar hidup di dalam kebenaran Tuhan. And so once again I emphasize that it is not easy to live in God's truth. 
Hari ini kita mau belajar dari Raja Hezkia, saudara. Today we are going to learn from King Hezekiah. Kenapa kita saya pemilih Raja Hezkia, saudara? Karena dia seperti saudara dan saya yang hidup dalam kebenaran, tetapi dia juga punya tantangan dalam hidup. And why have I chosen to learn from King Hezekiah? Because I believe that he is much like us. He wants to live in God's truth, but he faces many challenges to do that. And saudara, untuk latar belakangnya sedikit bagi anda yang kurang paham tentang uh, Raja Hezkia, saya berikan sedikit pandangan latar belakangnya. And so to give you a little bit of a background about King Hezekiah, uh, especially for those of you who are not familiar with the history. Saudara, waktu Salomo mati, kerajaan, kerajaan Israel ini terbagi dua, saudara. Uh, so back when King Solomon passed away, the kingdom of Israel was split into two. Nah, satu suku, eh, satu kerajaan yang disebut uh, kerajaan Israel terdiri dari sepuluh suku Israel. And so one of the one part of that kingdom of Israel uh, had ten tribes. Dan satu suku lagi namanya suku Yehuda yang terdiri dari dua suku saja. And the other half of that was was known as Judah which had two tribes. Saudara, kedua suku ini selalu ada kompetisi. And so both these kingdoms, Israel and Judah, were always competing with each other. Nah, Yehuda ini Kerajaan Yehuda ini masih lumayan, saudara mereka masih memegang tradisi dan taat kepada Tuhan. And so, uh, historically, the kingdom of Judah was still uh, doing their best to hold fast onto God's word. Tetapi kerajaan satu lagi yaitu kerajaan Israel ini mereka tidak taat kepada Tuhan. But the kingdom of Israel had a history of rebelling against God. Nah, di dalam konteks yang kita pelajari pagi ini, Raja Hezkia adalah satu-satunya raja dari garis keturunan Yehuda, keturunan uh, kerajaan Yehuda yang paling takut sama Tuhan. And so, uh, back to King Hezekiah, the context in which we will approach the reading today is that he is in the lineage of the kings of Judah. Saudara Waktu dia menjadi raja, terpilih menjadi raja, usianya 25 tahun. And when he was chosen to be king of Judah, he was 25 years old. Tidak jauh beda dari anda semua di sini. He is not far, he's perhaps younger than some of us here today. Nah, waktu itu saudara, dia hidup taat kepada Tuhan. Uh, at that time, he lived uh, obediently to the Lord. Dan Tuhan memberikan dia kemenangan demi kemenangan terhadap orang-orang musuh-musuh di sekitarnya. And God gave him victory after victory against all his enemies. Tetapi satu raja yang paling besar yaitu namanya Raja Asyur, saudara. But one of the big bully kings of the enemy nations was the king of Assyria. Raja Asyur ini selalu membuli orang Israel dan orang Yehuda, saudara. And this Assyrian king would often bully the Israelites and the and those in the kingdom of Judah. Kekuatan mereka luar biasa. Uh, their power was great. Nah, pada waktu itu saudara, Raja Asyur menantang Raja Hezkia. And at, at this particular time, the Assyrian king had threatened uh, King Hezekiah. Nah, nanti Ruth akan bacakan di dalam dua Raja-Raja 18 ayat 3 dan 8. Dan kemudian nanti kita akan lihat, saudara, saya akan bahas sedikit uh, selanjutnya. And so I'll be reading from 2, 2 Kings, chapter 18, verses 3 
2.8 in the ESV version. It reads this. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, had done. He had removed the high places and broke the pillars and cut down the Asherah. And he broke in pieces the bronze servant that Moses had made. For until those days, the people of Israel had made offerings to it. It was called Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that there was none like him among all the kings of Judah after him, nor among those who were before him. He held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but he kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him wherever he went. He prospered. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and would not serve him. He struck down the Philistines as far as Gaza and its territory, from watchtower to fortified city. Saudara, dari sini kita belajar, Heskia orang yang hidup taat dan tidak ada firman Tuhan yang dia langgar dalam hidupnya. So church, we see that Hezekiah was a man who obeyed the Lord. Tapi saudara, sekalipun Tuhan memberikan dia kemenangan, memberikan dia berkat, tetapi satu kali Tuhan izinkan kalau masalah itu datang kepada Raja Hezekiah. And even though the Lord blessed him and enabled him to prosper, uh, at this particular time the Lord allowed for this challenge to come upon him. Saudara, kadang-kadang saudara katakan saya hidupnya sungguh-sungguh Tuhan eh, Pak Agus, tapi kenapa saya mengalami masalah demi masalah dalam hidup saya? And so sometimes we often find ourselves thinking, God, I've been faithful to you, I've been obeying you, but why do I constantly face challenge after challenge? Saya katakan kepada saudara, sekalipun saya hamba Tuhan, saya tetap punya tantangan dalam hidup saya. And so let me uh, say to you that even though I'm a pastor, I continue to face challenges. Saudara baru-baru ini saya sama istri di Sydney, saudara. Dan kami dengar bahwa ada satu teman kami yang sudah lama sekali, kami syok kalau dia jatuh dalam dosa. And so recently my wife and I were holidaying in Sydney and we received news that somebody that we had known in ministry for some time had fallen into a sin. Saudara, sekalipun pendeta diuji di dalam masalah, saudara. And so regardless of the fact that we can be pastors, we are still uh, often uh, tested uh, when it comes to sin. Nah, satu kali Raja Asyur menantang Raja Israel, eh, Raja Yehuda. And so one time the king of Assyria threatened a king Hezekiah. Dia lalu dia bebanin mereka dengan teks yang begitu tinggi. And he imposed a very heavy tax upon them. Saudara dikatakan di dalam firman Tuhan, Raja Hezekiah waktu itu takut kepada Raja uh, Asyur saudara. And so it it says in the word of God that Hezekiah was not Hezekiah Yes. So he was afraid of the king of Assyria. Daripada berperang, dia memberikan, dia berusaha untuk mengumpulkan emas perak, saudara, untuk memberikan 
uh, text kepada uh, Raja Asyur. And so rather than engaging in battle, uh, he would rather gather all the gold and the silver in order to pay these taxes. Saudara semua emas dan perak di istana raja itu yang di apa namanya dia punya uh, dinding semua tembok dikuras sama dia dan diberikan kepada Raja Asyur. And so the word of God says that King Hezekiah actually took down a lot of the gold and the silver that was in the temple of the Lord and the king's treasuries in order to give them to the king of Assyria. Saudara dalam satu buku yang saya baca dikatakan jumlah yang diberikan oleh Raja Hezekiah kepada Raja Asyur itu Berkisar 50 juta dolar pada waktu itu. And so according to one of the commentaries that I read about this story, uh, the collective amount of gold and silver that King Hezekiah gave to the Assyrian king amounted to about 50 million dollars. Bayangkan Raja Hezekiah memberikan kepada Raja Asyur 50 juta dolar untuk sebuah kebebasan bangsanya. And so imagine that King Hezekiah would give, uh, would pay about 50 million dollars to King, to the King of Assyria in order to buy the freedom of his nation. Tapi Raja Assyria, uh, Raja Assyria katakan enggak cukup. But the Assyrian king demanded more. Dia katakan kalian harus jadi budak kami. The Assyrian king demanded that the Israelites would become his slaves. Itu cara setan, saudara, dalam hidup kita. You see, this is Satan's uh, strategy in our lives. Ini gambaran bagaimana setan memperbudak, apa mengambil kehidupan kita, saudara. And this is an illustration of how Satan uh, takes over our lives and, and takes our freedom from Tidak us. Tidak peduli apa yang anda lakukan, semua tidak cukup. It doesn't matter what it is that you do, not, he will demand more. Setan ingin hidup kita di dalam belenggu dia. Because it is Satan's desire for us to live in spiritual bondage. Anda tidak bisa memberi kebebas, membeli kebebasan dari dosa, saudara, dan kematian. And we will not be able to buy ourselves out of that spiritual bondage. Kemenangan sejati dan kebebasan sejati itu datang di dalam Tuhan Yesus. Because true freedom and true victory comes in Jesus' name. Dunia ini akan mendorong saudara untuk berusaha lebih keras dan berkorban terus-menerus untuk beroleh sesuatu yang anda inginkan. You see, the world is going to coerce us. Uh, to constantly work harder and make more sacrifices in order to get to a place that we need, we apapun, feel we need to be. Bisnis apapun yang anda kerjakan, kalau anda sudah berhasil, pasti anda merasa tidak cukup. No matter what success you've achieved, it's you. You still will not feel that contentment. Saudara, kadangkala, saudara merasa tidak cukup dan saudara membuka lagi, expand lagi, saudara. And so sometimes we. Uh, especially businessmen, we found ourselves in this moment where we feel whatever we have is not enough and we start another thing. Saya punya teman baik saudara di sini, tapi, eh, sorry, bukan teman baik, tapi teman sama-sama kuliah di Jerman dulu saudara. I have a friend who uh, we studied together in Germany. Saudara dia sampai PhD waktu itu. And they had achieved, he had achieved his PhD. Dan dia 
ke Melbourne terlebih dahulu waktu itu. And then moved to Melbourne. Dia berumah tangga, dia punya anak dua. He married and had uh, two children. Saudara dia kerja di sebuah company, uh, Japanese company, saudara, dan dia berhasil di situ. And he worked and succeeded in a Japanese company. Sekalipun dia sudah mempunyai PhD dari Jerman, saudara, tetapi dia ambil lagi MBA di uh, Melbourne Uni. So despite already achieving a PhD, he continued to pursue an MBA at Melbourne Uni. Karena dia pursue, dia punya goal, dia punya uh, apa itu namanya, ya, dia punya goal, saudara, maka akhirnya istrinya meninggalkan dia. And he, because he was just so focused on pursuing that goal, eventually his wife left him. Saudara, satu kali dia kena kemotera, eh, kena kena cancer, saudara. And unfortunately, one day he was diagnosed with cancer. Setelah dia peroleh semuanya, saudara, dokter katakan kamu kena cancer. After he had achieved all his goals, he received a diagnosis that he had cancer. Saudara, istrinya tidak nganterin dia ke Cabrini waktu itu. And at the time, his wife did not um, take him to Cabrini Hospital. Saudara, saya telepon dia. Saya bilang saya bisa ada waktu untuk anterin, anterin kamu untuk kemoterapi. But at the time, I was moved to give him a call and offer to take him to uh, chemotherapy. Beberapa bulan kemudian dia mati, saudara. And unfortunately, a couple of months later, he passed away. Saudara, itu cara iblis minta semua keberadaan kita. You see that's the that's Satan's way of taking from us. Apapun yang Saudara lakukan tidak akan pernah cukup. Whatever you have achieved will never be enough. Selalu dituntut dari dirimu. There will be more that is demanded of you. Kadang kala kita bayar dengan rumah tangga kita. And unfortunately the price that we pay in order to achieve these goals is our own household. Kadangkala anda kaget anak-anakmu berontak terhadap engkau. You know, sometimes we find ourselves surprised by the reality that our own children could rebel against us. Saudara pikir kalau anda sudah sekolahkan mereka dengan terbaik dan anak-anakmu akan menuruti anda semuanya. We sometimes are under this false security that if we could provide a good education for our kids that they could be faithful to us. Saudara, anak-anak itu perlu bukan perlu uangmu tetapi perlu kehadiranmu. But church let me remind you that our kids don't need your money they need your presence. Saudara, iblis tahu strategi yang paling ampuh merusakkan rumah tangga. You see the enemy Satan he knows how to destroy your family. Kalau saya sebagai hamba Tuhan saya bersama istri tidak bosan untuk memperingatkan Anda supaya anda jangan sampai kehilangan momen dengan anak-anakmu. As a pastor, my wife and I are passionate to keep reminding our church to never uh, lose the opportunity to spend time with your children. Raja Hezekiah tidak punya pilihan lagi. In this particular moment, I was come back to the story. King Hezekiah had no other choice. Saudara, akhirnya dia memutuskan untuk percaya kepada Tuhan. In the end, he chose to believe in the Lord. Saudara, walaupun dia tidak tahu bagaimana strateginya untuk mengalahkan kerajaan yang besar itu. Even though he had no idea how to strategically win against this attack of this huge nation. Saudara, waktu itu Raja Ashur mengirimkan utusan. And at the time, the king of Assyria had sent somebody, a messenger. Dan utusan ini 
kemudian diterima oleh raja raja uh, raja Yehuda saudara. And this messenger was received by uh, the king of Judah. Lalu kemudian utusan ini bilang ke, beritahu kepada orang-orang Yehuda, jangan dengarkan perkataan rajamu. But this messenger spoke uh, publicly to uh, the Israelites and warned them not to trust their king. Saudara, dia katakan kalau kalian di bawah uh, apa tuh namanya di bawah uh, kalau kalian menyerah kepada kami, maka kami akan berikan Anda makanan dan semua yang menjadi keperluanmu hidup di dalam kemakmuran. You see, this messenger was saying, if you surrender to the Assyrians, we will provide for you food and all that you need to be prosper. Coba kita lihat di dalam 2 Raja-Raja 18 ayat 31 sampai 34 supaya Anda mengerti apa yang dijanjikan oleh raja apa utusan dari Asyur Saudara. And so let us read from 2 Kings 18 this time from verse 31 to 34 so we would understand what this messenger was saying. He said, "Do not listen to King Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria, make your peace with me and come out to me. Then each one of you will eat of his own vine, each one of his own fig tree, each one of you will drink the water of his own cistern until I come and take you away to a land of your own land, a land of grain and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey, that you may live and not die and do not listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you by saying the Lord will deliver us Sudah dengarkan katakan gini kalau saya bisa terjemahkan sekarang jangan dengarkan Pak Pak Agus If I was to translate that in into what I hear often it's like don't listen to Pastor Agus Dia enggak pernah bisnis dia enggak pernah kerja They've never he's never done uh, business never Dia enggak pernah um, berkarir He's never had a career Dan kalau kita enggak bisnis, kalau kita enggak karir, bagaimana kita bisa sekolahkan anak-anak kita? And if today we don't have a business or a good career, how can we have a good life and educate our children well? Dunia selalu menawarkan sesuatu yang wow, saudara. You see, the world will always offer something that seems wow to us. Tapi saudara tidak tahu konsekuensinya. But we don't realize what the consequences truly are. Saudara. Walaupun kita bisa hidup enak, tetapi kalau semuanya itu tidak membahagiakan kehidupan Anda, buat apa? And so church, if we think about it, if we can live a, a good lifestyle, but we won't truly experience that contentment and joy, what is it all for? Orang asyir, utusan asyir katakan kepada orang-orang Yehuda, jangan dengarkan rajamu. The Assyrian messenger said to the people of Israel, "Don't listen to your king." Kalau kalian ikut kami ke Asyur, maka hidup kalian lebih makmur daripada sekarang ini. If you follow us and um, into Assyria, then you will have a more prosperous life. Benar demikian, saudara. And is that true? Beberapa tahun sebelumnya, saudara. Raja kerajaan Israel jatuh ke tangan 
orang-orang Asyur. You see, years ago, historically, the the kingdom of Israel had already fallen under the uh, king under the Assyrian nation's reign. Yang muda-muda dijadikan budak. And what happened was all the young people became slaves. Yang tua dibunuh semuanya. And all the older ones were killed. Saudara, tawaran dunia itu kelihatannya wow, tetapi di balik semua itu konsekuensinya mahal. But you see, you see, church, the offers of this world seem really enticing, but behind it all, there is so much, uh, to, there is a big price that we need to pay for it. Sebab itu, saudara yang dikasih Tuhan, Anda harus belajar untuk tetap hidup dalam kebenaran Tuhan. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, we must continue to learn to live in God's word. Apapun tantanganmu, Apapun yang terjadi di sekitarmu. No matter what challenges you face, no matter what is happening around you. Seberapa banyak pun engkau berdoa walaupun belum terjawab, saudara jangan pernah menyerah. And so no matter how long you've been praying and and you're still waiting on God to answer that prayer, don't give up. Saudara, Raja Hezkia memutuskan untuk percaya kepada Tuhan. Church, we see here that King Hezekiah chose to trust in the Lord. Dia bilang, dia bilang kepada rakyatnya, kalau mereka bicara apapun, jangan dengarkan, jangan jawab. And he announced to the nation of Israel, whatever that messenger is saying, don't believe him. Saudara, kalau kita sedang dalam menghadapi masalah, sering sekali iblis berbisik sama kita. You see, church, often when we are facing challenges, the the enemy whispers into our ear. Kadangkala teman-teman kita juga berbisik kepada kita. And often we also have friends that speak into our lives. Kadang-kadang hal-hal yang kita dengar sesuatu yang rohani tetapi enggak alkitabiah. But even though they sound good and spiritual, but actually it's not biblical. Coba kasih lihat saya ayat 25, Saudara. Uh, let's look to verse 25. Coba kita lihat hal yang Rohani, tetapi enggak Alkitabia. You see, this is where we see an example of something that sounds spiritual but is not biblical. Coba ayat 25. Let's look at verse 25. Supaya Anda bisa mengerti apa yang saya katakan. Okay. Verse 25, so 2 Kings 18, 25. Oke, okay, 33 sampai 35, oke. Okay. Ayat 25, ayat 25, sorry, maksud saya, ayat 25. Ayat. Ada ya, so, verse 25. Verse 25. Okay. I can read it from okay. here. Yes, yes, yep. you can read it. Okay. Is it this one? Moreover, it is without the Lord that I have come up against this place to destroy it. The Lord said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. Orang Assyria bilang gini, kamu tahu enggak, Tuhan yang suruh kita datang ke sini untuk binasakan kalian. And that was what the Assyrian people had said, that they were sent by God to do this. Kadangkala saudara kalau kita cari teman yang salah dia rohani tetapi enggak Alkitabia. You know sometimes if we are not careful with the friends that we choose, they can sound spiritual but in fact they're not biblical. Kenapa saya selalu anjurkan Anda baca firman Tuhan? And so why do I constantly encourage you all to read the word of God? Saudara satu-satunya komunikasi Tuhan dengan saudara dan saya yaitu melalui firman Tuhan. Because it is the way that God communicates to us. 
Sekalipun anda tidak mengerti apa yang anda baca, tetapi rohmu mengerti. You see, often if we don't understand what we are reading, but our spirit understands it. Saya kasih contoh hari ini, saudara. Let me give you an example today. Saya pikir saya mau khotbah apa. I was thinking, what am I going to preach about? Kalau dia kasih tahu kemarin masih lumayan. You know, it'd be better if he told us yesterday. Saya lihat jam setengah sepuluh dia kasih tahu saya. And he told me 9:30 a.m. this morning. <laughs> yes. Saya berpikir, kamu khotbah apa? And so I thought to myself, what am I going to preach about? Nah, kebetulan saya suruh Aswin menterjemahkan saya ada satu buku yang saya baca, saudara. And so um, I had already asked Aswin to uh, translate some just um, some Um, excerpts from a particular, a particular book that I had given. Saya bilang Aswin, kamu kirimkan itu kepada saya supaya saya baca sedikit. <laughs> and so I messaged Aswin and asked him to send what he had done so that I could read it. Lalu kemudian saya baca Alkitab, saudara. But then after that, I read the Bible. Supaya saya tidak mislead anda. So that I wouldn't mislead you all. Dan saya bilang begini Tuhan, saya baca Firman, tapi Tuhan yang luruskan semuanya. Is, and, I, and I pray to the Lord and I said, God, I'm reading your word, but you make your word clear to us all. Satu kali anda mengalami masalah. You know, one day you will experience a challenge. Anda tidak perlu panik. But you don't have to panic. Karena anda suka bergaul dengan Tuhan melalui firmannya. Because if, uh, especially if you... Uh, Spend time with you like to spend time with God in His Word. Saya garanti Roh Kudus akan bicara melalui Firman-Nya. I will guarantee that God will speak to you through His Word. Karena Rohmu mengerti walaupun jiwa apa badanimu tidak mengerti akal budimu belum mengerti. Because even though we may not understand intellectually, but our spirits will understand it. Oleh sebab itu tahun 2023. Please, baca firman Tuhan. And so make it a, a resolution that in 2023 that you will read the word of God consistently. Saya katakan kepada anak-anak muda, kalau anda baca, paling gampang baca kitab Amsal. And so I say to the young people that if you want to start somewhere, start with the book of Proverbs. Saudara, kalau kitab Amsal itu dibaca sama orang dunia, dan dia tidak kenal Tuhan, tetapi dia mempraktekkan kitab Amsal, dia akan sukses dalam hidupnya. You see, even if the, the book of Proverbs was read by somebody who was not a believer, but they practiced whatever that book taught, they would experience the success that the book teaches about. Karena kitab Amsal adalah buku ke, apa, uh, mengajarkan good minor, atau uh, apa itu namanya, uh, tata, tata kehidupan saudara. Because, because the, Cara the hidup book yang, of Proverbs gives us yang wisdom. Baik dalam hidup. Yeah, the book of Proverbs gives us wisdom to live in this life. Kemudian anda baca buku pengkhotbah. And then after that, you go on and read the book of Ecclesiastes. Kenapa saya katakan dua buku ini anda baca harus anda baca? And why do I say that you you should read both of these books? Karena dua buku ini ditulis oleh seorang yang penuh hikmat. Because these books were written by somebody who was full of wisdom. Tidak ada orang yang se, uh, sepenuh hikmat, tidak ada orang yang sehebat Salomo hikmatnya 
dari dulu sekarang dan selamanya. The Bible says that there has been no one else more wise than King Solomon in all of history. Jadi waktu dia menulis kitab pengkhotbah, usianya sudah tua waktu itu. When he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, he was already at old age. Jadi kalau anda baca itu buku terus menerus, saudara, hidupmu akan beruntung. And so if you continue to read uh, these books and apply them in your life, you will experience uh, the wisdom that God promises. Lalu kemudian yang ketiga, anda baca buku Maksmur. And then you go on to read the book of Psalms. Dari situ anda juga belajar tentang bagaimana memiliki value dalam hidup. And there we will uh, understand the values that God wants us to have in our lives. Saudara, buku Masmur itu, kalau anda baca, anda tahu penulisnya itu sentimental banget, saudara. You see, the book of Psalms, when we read through most of it, we will see that the writer was very sentimental. Kalau orang Yahudi baca kitab Masmur, dia tidak baca seperti saudara dan saya baca. And we must understand that when Jewish people read the book of Psalms, they don't read it like we do. Dia baca sambil menyanyi. And they sing it while uh, they they read it as they sing. Karena tulisan itu memang ditulis dalam buku syair dalam bentuk syair. Because these these um, the scripture was the, the this book was written as songs. Oleh sebab itu kenapa orang Yahudi berhasil? And so why do we see so many Jewish people succeeding? Walaupun banyak bangsa yang tidak suka orang Yahudi, tapi orang Yahudi berhasil. No matter what uh, opposition they've had from other nations, we continue to see the Jewish nation prosper. Karena dari kecil mereka diajarkan buku-buku ini, saudara. Because from a young age they were taught these books. Nah, kalau sudah anda baca itu berkali-kali sampai mengerti. Anda masuk di dalam buku Matius, Markus, Injil semuanya perjanjian baru Anda baca. And so after continuing to to read these books and 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 learning them, then you read uh, the gospels such as Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Saya jamin Anda tidak akan bosan baca firman. And I guarantee that you will not be bored when you read the Bible. Orang baca firman bosan karena dia baca dari kitab Perjanjian lama, saudara. Often we find ourselves bored because we read the book as if it's the book, a book. So we start from the beginning. Karena saudara mikir ini apa tulisan begini nih. And so we we find ourselves perplexed, thinking what what is this narrative about? Kecuali kalau anda benar-benar mau suka study, baru anda baca buku Perjanjian Lama. Until Until you're at a point that you really want to understand who God is in historically, you then go to the Old Testament. Karena kalau anda baca kitab kejadian dari pasal satu umpamanya ke pasal yang berikutnya, itu kejadiannya itu kadang kala sampai 100 tahun lebih. And if you really read from the book of Genesis in the history of it, you will find that from one story to another there could be a hundred year gap. Makanya saudara nak ngerti, kok nggak nyambung sih? And so you're thinking, I'm trying to read one narrative after another, but it doesn't seem to connect. Karena Tuhan tidak bisa menulis seluruhnya kejadian itu di dalam satu kitab. Because it is impossible for God to include what He has done in all of history in one book. 
Karena terlalu banyak. It's too much to contain. Oleh sebab itu ada gapnya kadang-kadang sampai berapa ratus tahun baru terjadi lagi, uh, baru nyambung lagi, saudara. And so that's why you often find between one story and another, there's about a hundred year gap. Saya tutup nih, saudara. Satu setelah itu orang orang-orang Israel eh, kembali lagi kepada Raja Hezkia. And so lalu, let's come back to the story of King Hezekiah. Lalu kemudian karena dia enggak tahu strategi yang lain, dia berdoa kepada Tuhan. He had no other strategy um, other than to pray to the Lord. Dalam dua raja-raja 19 ayat 19 kita lihat. In 2 Kings chapter 19 verse 19 we read Now, Lord, so now, O Lord, our God, save us, please, from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. That's good, saudara. Bagus. Dia minta supaya Tuhan mempermuliakan namanya. He asked that God would glorify his name. Karena mereka tidak ada kekuatan lagi. Because he had no other strength. Katakan kepada Tuhan, Kalau saya enggak punya kemampuan apapun. And so we need to come before the Lord confessing that we don't have strength God. Banyak masalah yang kita hadapi di luar kemampuan kita. So many challenges we face are beyond our own power and strength. Kadangkala kejadian itu enggak pernah kita pikirkan. And sometimes we're facing challenges that we never thought we would ever encounter. Tapi saudara punya Tuhan yang mengerti anda. But church, you have to understand that you have a God who knows you. Jangan pernah menyerah, saudara. Do not give up on Him. Tahun 2023 kita masuki masa yang lebih sukar dari tahun ini. Uh, believe me when I say that in 2023 we will face um, a harder time than what we faced this year. Tapi saya ingin supaya anda mengalami mujizat demi mujizat. But it is my desire to see you experience God's miracles in your life. Supaya anda bisa bersaksi kepada teman-temanmu. So that you can testify to the people around you. Saudara setelah Hezkia mengumpulkan semua berdoa, saudara akhirnya Tuhan yang membinasakan. Orang-orang Asyur. You see, after Hezekiah gathered, um, Hezekiah gathered all um, the nation to pray to the Lord together. God defeated the Assyrian nation. Saudara, kadangkala Tuhan diam, bukan berarti dia tidak mau bertindak. You see, often when God is silent, it is not because He wants, He does not want to act on your behalf. Dia menunggu waktunya. He is waiting for the time. Dia menantikan hati kita. He is looking at our hearts. Pertama Hezkia mau memberikan uh, apa itu namanya teks kepada orang-orang Asyur. And so initially Hezekiah was going to bring all this tax money, tribute money to the king of Assyria. Tapi karena mereka minta supaya mereka dijadikan slave, akhirnya Hezkia memutuskan untuk bersandar kepada Tuhan. But with the extra demand that they would then become slaves to Assyria as well, Hezekiah chose to stand firm and hold fast to God. Saudara, cukupi, cukupi dirimu dengan apa yang Tuhan percayakan. Church, be content with God has entrusted to you. Satu kali saya bicara dengan seseorang, saudara. One time I spoke to someone. Dia bilang, om, satu kali 
Kalau gereja ini tambah besar, gimana Om? And so they asked me, uh, uh, Pastor, if one day this this church grows beyond its capacity, then what? And so I, I replied that that's not really what I've been praying for. Because I don't want my uh, my children's households to break apart. Saya bilang, sekarang aja Ruth sibuk. Apalagi kalau gerainya tambah besar. <laughs> right now, Ruth is already very busy, but what if the, the church continues to grow? Saya mau dia menjadi role model untuk anak-anaknya. I want her to be a role model to her children. Saya tidak mau anak-anaknya kecewa terhadap dia karena pelayanan. And I don't want her children to be disappointed toward her because of her ministry. Jadi impian saya bukan gereja besar, tapi anak-anak dan cucu saya melayani Tuhan. So truly my dream is not that necessarily that our church would grow big, but that our, that generation, my my granddaughters and grandson would serve the Lord. Mari kita berdiri semua. Let us all stand.